Hello, everyone. Before we get to today's episode, here's an announcement from the Thompson Valley Rotary Club. The Rotary Clubs of Colorado and Wyoming are getting together once again to put on the 2023 RYLA Leadership Camp at the YMCA of the Rockies in Estes Park. RYLA is open to any current 7th grader or high school sophomore, junior, or senior. Applications are currently live until April 15th. The three Loveland Rotary Clubs together will sponsor 22 participants this year, covering 100% of the cost for every participant. Check out RockyMountainRYLA.org for more information. Thank you, and enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Loveland Libcast, the official podcast of the Loveland Public Library. Scott tells the remarkable story of his family over seven generations via comforting dishes and vivid narratives from his enslaved ancestors to his great-grandfather who migrated to Pennsylvania after the Emancipation Proclamation to his own childhood in Amish country and ultimately his successful restaurant career in Philadelphia and New York City. In this tribute to those who came before him, Chris Scott shares 100 dishes born of a unique blend of Southern, German, and Dutch cuisines. This is a celebration of Black culture and food and an exploration of a culinary region, one that has never before been highlighted in a cookbook. This is Homage, Recipes and Stories from an Amish Soul Food Kitchen by Chris Scott. Joining me today for this cookbook group edition of the Loveland Libcast, I have my co-host, as always, Ashley Reger, recipe developer and freelance food writer for Westward. Ashley, welcome back to the podcast. Hi, Daniel. It's good to be here. It's great to be here with you as well. And today we are going to be talking about our April cookbook, which is Homage, Recipes and Stories from an Amish Soul Food Kitchen by Chris Scott. And we are going to have a recipe kit, as always, that comes out on the second Thursday of April. And it's going to be for spicy pimento cheese. But we will discuss that a little further in the episode. And I just wanted to do a little housekeeping before we get into our conversation. For the cookbook group, folks can look forward to our May and June cookbooks. For May, it's going to be Mooncakes and Milk Bread by Christina Cho, and in June it will be Snacks for Dinner by Lucas Volger. So those are going to be a lot of fun to talk about. I don't know if you have any sneak preview items for either of those that you want to share with listeners? Yeah, I'm really excited for both of those. I'm a big snacks for dinner advocate. I love making like a snack plate as my dinner, especially on summer evenings. So I'm excited for not only warm weather, but to up my snack for dinner game. And then I actually got a copy of Mooncakes and Milk Bread a few weeks ago from my Broomfield library. And I now am going to buy the book because it was so beautiful, had really, really awesome recipes in it. And it feels a lot more accessible now that I've seen the book and I'm excited to make some of those recipes. 
I'm definitely looking forward to snacks for dinner as well. <laughs> That's a practice I already participate in, but yeah, having some intentional things I can make and dips it. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. Also wanted to give our listeners a bit of a heads up that we're going to try something new this year. We're going to have a Loveland Libcast live at lunch on April 26th from noon to one o'clock in the Gertrude Scott room at the Loveland Library. I'm going to be interviewing and chatting with local author Leah Johnson, who wrote a memoir, Finding Fantastic Joy. And so we're going to be chatting about that book. We're also going to be discussing self-advocacy and empowerment and other topics that come up in her book, Finding Fantastic Joy. If you're available that day, you want to pop by for lunch, you can meet me, you can meet Leah and hear that conversation, and then that will be released as a podcast episode. We're hoping we'll have some folks come in and and if they have questions for Leah or something comes up in the conversation that they could potentially have that answered on the podcast and then that will come out later. So Loveland Libcast live at lunch. Very excited for that. And again, that's on April 26th and it will start at noon. What a fun event. Yeah, I'm hopeful that this could then become something that we do periodically, something that Maybe it could be a part of the cookbook group as well, but a model for doing these kind of live podcasts and then <laughs> folks can be there. And if they miss it, that's no problem because it'll come out as a regular episode on the podcast feed. So yeah, excited, excited we cool. can do that. Yeah. Who gets to go to a podcast recording over lunch? You know? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and and potentially be on a podcast if you have a, a burning question that you want to get answered. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so as I mentioned before, April, we chose Homage, Recipes and Stories from an Amish Soul Food Kitchen by Chris Scott. And I do remember that when we talked to Adrian Miller that you had brought up this cookbook. So there may have been some people who either that title sounds familiar or maybe they remember you mentioning that. But if you want to go ahead and tell listeners why we decided to choose this cookbook. Yeah, so not only did I mention this book a few months ago when we talked to Adrian Miller, uh, you might also recognize Chris Scott from being on Top Chef if you're a Top Chef watcher. Homage was published last year in 2022, in the fall of last year. So Chris Scott has a very wide career as a chef, a restaurateur. He's been on several TV shows uh, in addition to Top Chef, so his name is kind of out there in the world. But this cookbook really investigates his, his family's roots, his roots. He grew up in Pennsylvania. His family settled there several generations ago after the Emancipation Proclamation. He came from formerly enslaved peoples, and they came to Pennsylvania, settled there near Amish communities. So this cookbook is all about the combination of Amish, which is a lot of Dutch and German heritage, combined with Southern soul food. So I think that this book is a really, really interesting investigation of comfort food, and it really goes from North to South. And I think you can really see a lot of the influences of the Eastern United States in this book. That does sound very cool and uniquely American as well. That's a lot of blending of experiences and stories and those recipes, like it says in the title of things that can only happen in America. 
Totally. I think I was also specifically drawn to this book because I grew up in a Mennonite dominant hometown in southwestern Kansas. And my family is Mennonite. And uh, for those who don't know, Mennonite is a fairly similar sect to the Amish community. There's lots of different kinds of Mennonites, different kinds of Amish. I really have enjoyed diving into a different take on kind of a small town insular religious community, seeing it through Scott's eyes in the Pennsylvania Dutch Amish environment versus uh, my (laughs) small town Kansas Mennonite environment (laughs) and seeing the similarities. And there are a lot of differences coming from that slightly different background, but it's similar enough that it, it really jives with how I grew up and how I ate growing up. Yeah, that really, to me, speaks to how personal food is and how it really is involved in these kind of traditions and what we learn from each other in our background. So that's really cool to be able to yeah. see that in a cookbook like this that is so unique. Yeah, I think that this is a really, really awesome cookbook, no matter where you are in experience as a home cook. What really strikes me as I was flipping through the pages, there are a lot of recipes that are super simple, take up half a page, take less than 10 minutes to put together. He had a recipe for cauliflower rice and beans which I think sounds so delicious. It's a vegetarian recipe, comes together in 10 minutes, and you get some of those traditional flavors that you would get from rice and beans, which is such a common dish in so many different cultures. And he puts a little Southern spin on it. And it's, you know, after you get done chopping all the veggies, it's done in, you know, 15, 20 minutes. Uh, So I thought that that was a really cool recipe to highlight for people who are beginning cooking or just want a quick dinner to put on the table. Something else that stood out to me is he really balances traditional Southern cooking and traditional Amish German style cooking. So I'm really excited to make Spetzel, which is a type of German really quick fresh pasta where you make a kind of a loose dough and then you boil it and it's usually served buttered and with some herbs. So I have made that before, I think, but it's been a while, as you can tell. So I'd be really excited to try that because it's not something that you see on menus a lot. It's not something that you get to eat a lot. For people who are wanting to really dive into the book and are maybe looking for a project during the weekend or uh, to really impress someone or just to have a really awesome dinner, the Lemonade buttermilk fried chicken, I think is a really standout recipe from this book. Uh, Of course, for a Southern book, you have to have fried chicken in it. And I think his take on it is really interesting, bringing in the lemon. One last recipe. Sorry, I had to pair myself down from just naming every (laughs) recipe. Oh, that sounds like a good thing. (laughs) (laughs) They look really great. The pictures are really awesome in this book. He has a lot of pictures of his family, of recipe clippings that they have kept over the years. It's a really, really beautiful book, but there is a recipe for sweet potatoes and black rice stuffed charred leaves. They look very similar to like a Mediterranean stuffed grape leaf, but it's obviously these African flavors, African-American flavors brought into a different format, which I thought was really cool. I'd never seen anything yeah, like that. Yeah, that so sounds delicious. I think that would be a fun project. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's go ahead and and share with folks more about the cookbook kits or recipe kits this month. And again, those always come out on the second Thursday of the month. We have them out 
soon as the library opens and they go quick, but come on down and grab one. So for this month and for this cookbook, we are going to have kits for spicy pimento cheese, which sounds awesome. And within those kits, there will be garlic powder, onion powder, Old Bay seasoning, and blackened seasoning. And you also shared a note that there's a recipe on page 206 for pimento cheese spoon bread that this could perhaps be incorporated in or would help someone (laughs) start on that. Mm -hmm. Are there any other notes or tips for this kit that you want to share with listeners? This is a super easy recipe, especially if you have a food processor. It calls for a food processor in the recipe. I wanted to note that if you don't have one, I think you can totally still make this pimento. You just need to chop things really finely and get a pretty finely shredded cheddar cheese. But honestly, it's okay. Pimento cheese is a little bit chunky. It'll still be delicious if you (laughs) slather it on a grilled cheese. You can also take pimento cheese after you've made it and mix it in with some hot pasta. And then you have pimento cheese mac and cheese. That sounds delicious. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think that pimento cheese is a really classic Southern dish. You've either heard of it and love it, or you've never heard of it before and you're about to love it. So I think it's an awesome first exposure to this kind of recipe or just another version if you already really like pimento. Another thing that I want to note is if you don't like spicy foods, you can leave out blackening seasoning and that should make it a little bit more mild for you or get a milder blackening seasoning so you get the flavor, but not not so much of the spice. Thank you, Ashley, for sharing those tips. And I mean, at least for me, when it comes to cheese, there's there are no wrong answers. And mm-hmm. <laughs> some of those tips already made me very hungry for <laughs> pimento mac and cheese, especially. Yeah. And uh, yum. Can you imagine? Uh, yes. <laughs> I, I can vividly <laughs> imagine that <laughs> right now. <laughs> so the, the second Thursday of April is April 13th. This podcast, of course, will come out on that day or before that. So folks will be hearing this and then know second Thursday of the month in April is the 13th and we will have those recipe kits ready to go. Ashley, do you have any recommendations for other cookbooks, food writers, or social media personalities similar to Chris Scott or this cookbook that folks also might want to look into? Yeah, so there's a couple of cookbooks that come to mind. I think these are all off of my wish list. So I have not gotten these cookbooks yet, but they have been in my mind for a couple of months, if not years at this point. Uh, So there is My America, Recipes from a Young Black Chef by Kwame Anwachi, which you may have heard his name before. If you're kind of in the food space, he is another Top Chef alum, and he is generally kind of a rising chef these days. There's also Korean-American Food That Tastes Like Home by Eric Kim. Uh, That's a little bit of a divergence from what we've been talking about. It's not Southern food. It's not soul food, but it is kind of a different take on the American story. Also comfort food, but a totally different set of flavor profiles. And then there's also Hope's Table Everyday Recipes from a Mennonite Kitchen. Again, I'm Mennonites, or my family is Mennonite, and my hometown is Mennonite, so that type of uh, flavor and that type of cooking is really, really special to me. So I would love if people (laughs) cooked a little bit more like Amish and Mennonite dishes. So I hope that people explore those as well and at least have them on their radar as something that they could try out, see if there's recipes and flavors and things that become special to them as well. 
And before we wrap this episode up, as always, I want to ask if there's anything you're reading, watching, or listening to that you want to share with listeners, anything good, anything that you've started, you're in the middle of that folks might want to know about? Yes. So I have just finished the incredible sequel to a book I was, I think I mentioned a couple of months ago. The sequel is called A Closed and Common Orbit by Becky Chambers. This is a sequel to The Long Way to a Small Angry Planet. Both have been amazing. I listened to the audiobook. The audiobook is so well narrated. I really, really love this book. It's a, it's a funny sci-fi series. Uh, and she really approaches world building in such an interesting way. And then on the other side of things, we just finished watching The Last of Us, which I think everybody has been watching. <laughs> so we're a little bit behind. We just finished the finale yesterday. But it was so good. It was so scary for me. I was terrified the entire time, but it was really good storytelling as well. I really liked it. I know a lot of people, at least, who have been watching that and enjoying it. It's funny, that is a video game that I played, and it was one of those, I remember playing and just being like, wow, this is, video games are becoming movies. So <laughs> when, it, mm -hmm. when it became a show, and I was like, yeah, I bet this is going to be big, because it was such a compelling story. It was the type of game where you're playing it, and you're just so compelled to know what's going to happen next that you couldn't stop playing almost like a book where you're just like, I just want to keep going. Mm -hmm. So I know what happened. So it's nice to hear too, that they did a good job turning that into a series. Totally. You can really tell the showrunners love the game. Like the little behind the scenes bits after the episodes are so lovely because everybody who works on it just cares so flippin' much. So that's really cool. <laughs> that is very cool. It's, it's, uh, especially when something's beloved in a different medium. Yeah. It's nice to know that people who take it to movie or show or something that it's, it's easy to see that they're passionate about because that always makes it a lot better. This, <laughs> this probably won't be any surprise. I know I mentioned a couple <laughs> books last time around. I haven't begun either of them. So instead, I started listening <laughs> to the biography of Leonardo da Vinci by Walter Isaacson. For what, yeah, for whatever reason, I saw it was available on Libby. I was just kind of looking for a nonfiction and saw that. And I was like, I have an art background. And I just thought, you know what? Maybe I need to know some more about da Vinci. And it's just been really fascinating. Mm -hmm. It's always interesting to me to learn about these figures and especially the art world where we're usually more, we're more familiar with what they've done, like the Mona Lisa or the Last Supper, myths around them. And, mm. and someone like Da Vinci is just kind of all over the place with inventing things and science and really the Renaissance man. So mm -hmm. that's been very enjoyable. I'm sure a lot of people have already read that or are familiar with it. But for me, it's been a fun experience. There's, there's not much more I can add to why... <laughs> Anyone want to learn more about Leonardo da Vinci? So, if you haven't heard of da Vinci before, yeah, now you've got a recommendation. <laughs> no, that's so cool. I, I bet it's fascinating. I, I don't know much about him beyond yeah the basics. Yeah, just that whole time period. As much of, of an art history background as I have, I still don't know all this stuff. And there's just kind of mm. a fascinating point in time, and there's so much to know about, and also that era or un-era where some stuff still continues to come to light because 
everything wasn't documented or written down. So someone discovers mm -hmm. one thing and then suddenly, oh, now we know more about his mother or these, these type of things. So it's kind of cool. I'm sure in 10 years, there'll be more information about Da Vinci <laughs> that gets uncovered. So yeah. the sequel. That's yeah. right. <laughs> da Vinci <laughs> 2. <laughs> Well, Ashley, thank you so much for another wonderful conversation. I hope folks decide to check out Homage, Recipes and Stories from an Amish Soul Food Kitchen by Chris Scott, as well as those recipe kits for spicy pimento cheese that will be coming out on the second Thursday of April. Thank you so much for being such a wonderful co-host for this, and look forward to doing this again in May when we talk about Mooncakes and Milk Bread by Christina Cho. So thank you so much for joining this cookbook edition. Could not do this without you. It's been great to be here. I will talk to you soon. All right. And thank you all for <laughs> listening to another episode of the Loveland Libcast. You can look forward to these cookbook group editions each month. Thank you for joining us and hope you check out next month's episode and feel free to listen to all of our back catalog we've got a lot of great episodes now about a lot of awesome cookbooks and we will talk to you later bye bye thank you for listening to this episode of the loveland libcast if you'd like to contact us about the podcast please reach out to daniel at daniel.tate at cityofloveland.org that's d-a-n-i-e-l .tate at cityofloveland.org. See you next time.